Hi, welcome to the 13th Warehouse, Friday the 13th TV series edition. I'm Vicki. And I'm Kim. And these are the episode credits for Friday the 13th, the series, season 3, episode 11, Year of the Monkey. Series created by Frank Mancuso Jr. and Larry B. Williams. Written by R. Scott Gimmel. Directed by Rodney Charters. Original air date, January 15, 1990. So we're back with season 3, episode 11, Year of the Monkey. Kim is off this week. From Friday the 13th Wiki, there are two antiques in this episode. The original antique that Jack, Mickey, and Johnny started out looking for was a Japanese tea set that turns ordinary tea into poison. But in order to get the tea set, they have to locate and retrieve a set of statuettes of the three wise monkeys that tests the honor of their owner and his heirs. Though magical, they're not technically one of Vanderdee's antiques. So this episode begins in Tokyo, 1945, with a man running to rescue who I assume is his girlfriend. As he's running, we're shown three monkeys, see no evil, speak no evil, and hear no evil. Not necessarily in that order. When he arrives, he finds the girl dead, Tanaka, her father, comes in and says his daughter died because she had no honor. So in the subtitles, we learn the man's name is Misashi. As the monkeys laugh, Misashi yells that they will be together in death and stabs himself. So in the present day, Jack, Mickey, and Johnny go to some sort of martial arts school in search of an antique. Jack speaks to the owner named Misashi, so I guess we can think that he didn't die back in 1945. So they're looking for a black antique tea set. Masashi knows that the tea set is cursed. The day I bought it, I used it to have tea with a student. There's an ancient Japanese fable of a tea set that turned ordinary tea into poison. I discovered it was not a fable. Fortunately, the student recovered. That's precisely why we went to get it back. I can't explain, but we have a place where objects like this can be hidden from those who would use them. Why should I believe you? Because what we're telling you now is the truth. You have my word. He used it to have tea with a student, and the student almost died. Jack promises to keep it in the vault so it can never hurt anybody. Masashi doesn't really know whether or not to trust him. Jack gives him his word, but Johnny, as usual, looks suspicious. He always looks suspicious, so I wouldn't trust them if it were me. But he does agree to give them the tea set if they can get him the three wise monkeys from the legend of Saru. Have you heard the legend of the Saru? They are the monkey idols. Hear no, see no, speak no evil. The little statues. They represent resistance to evil. Those who mastered them were given great power. But those who failed were punished with death. So they're cursed. A family that became very wealthy or powerful was said to have them. Today, that family is the Tanaka clan. Just what would you want us to do? I want you to do what I can't do. I have prior commitments and cannot go after the monkeys. But you three. They provide either great power or death if not used properly. The very powerful family that possesses the statues is the Tanaka family, who we remember was the name of the guy at the beginning. So I just kind of find this weird that they would go out and look for a dangerous antique, even though it's not one of Lewis's, to give to somebody to get one of Lewis's antiques. I mean, I get I get that their purpose is to get back the cursed antiques, but like in Warehouse, they're 
only purpose is to get back the cursed antiques. So if there's something else out there that is dangerous, it's really not their concern, I guess. So then we move to present day, Tokyo, where Tanaka, who is now old and on oxygen, is waiting for the arrival of his children. He tells his assistant to prepare the monkeys. The daughter is Makito, and the son's names are Koji and Hitachi. At first glance, they seem to be very different. Makito seems to be the one devoted to her father. One son, Hitachi, seems to be all business and is not interested in any of this. And the other son, Koji, seems to be the carefree, lack of motivation son. He talks to them about his failing health, honor, and the running of his company after he's gone. He gives them each a monkey and a challenge. Although the monkey's wrapped, they don't know it's a monkey yet. And they're not to open the monkey or the challenge until they return home. This will determine who has honor and who does not. Whoever fails will not be named in his will. Hitachi wants his father committed. So we already know he'll be a loser just by the way he's reacting to the situation. Back in New York, Hoji opens his challenge and the hear no evil monkey. His stubbornness and arrogance keeps him from understanding what he hears, and he needs to learn to listen to distinguish truth from lies. When his secretary comes in, which again, Jill Hennessy, um, he can hear her thoughts. She just wants him to sign the paper so she can go home and that things ran smoother while he was away in Tokyo. Back at the store, Jack, Mickey, and Johnny research Tanaka. He hasn't been seen in public for over six years. One son runs his operations in New York, another in Hong Kong, and the daughter, they're in Chicago, or wherever they're supposed to be. Jack trusts Masushi. He says that a samurai would never use anything for his own gain. Although the the set of monkeys weren't any of Lewis's antiques, Jack does find information that appears that Lewis was looking for them. And he finds information on Tanaka and the seal that he puts on his challenges. So Jack sends Johnny to New York to get Masushi to translate the papers he's found. Mickey to Hong Kong to see Hitachi, and Jack will go speak with Mikito. I apologize if I'm not if I'm getting these names wrong. There's too many names, and my notes keep auto-correcting everything. So I could I could be changing somebody's name, and it'll be totally different at the end of the episode. But hopefully, you could follow along with who I'm talking about. So back in New York, Koji can hear what his employees are thinking, and mostly about him. And oh my God. Does this employee look like Robert Duncan McNeil, Tom Paris on Star Trek Voyager? I was convinced it was him, but it's someone named Robert Lee. So this employee is worried about another company taking them over and thinks there is a lot to be gained with some insider information. Koji hears all this because this employee is thinking it. So Johnny shows up at the office and is not allowed to see Koji. So he gets a delivery guy to give him his delivery stuff so he can get in that way. Like this woman isn't going to recognize him with a white hat on. Anyway, Koji calls his father and tells him what he's overheard. And does he think that he should act on it? His father tells him that a wise man knows when to hear and when to be deaf. Which really is no help at all. This guy's no help. He's setting these kids up to fail. I mean, just at first glance, they're not the nicest bunch of kids except for the daughter. But this guy's setting them up to fail. So Koji uses the information to buy up the stock. He tells the stockbroker that it's definitely not insider information, it's just a hunch. But the monkey laughs and transports him to his father. His father says that he's abused the powers of his statue, and now he must kill himself to die with honor. So you know how well that went over. So since he wasn't going to kill himself, 
his father kills him with very loud chiming chimes or something. I don't know what they were, gongs clanging and his ears bleed and he dies. I guess because he had the hear no evil monkey that he was going to die by things being too loud or something. So anyway, Johnny makes it into the office. Not that she didn't recognize him, but he just runs past her, which he could have done. He didn't have to get the whole suit and the silly hat to do that. He could have just barged in without doing all that. But he and the secretary get in the office and Koji's not there. And then out of nowhere, Koji appears dead. So while the secretary goes to call 911. Johnny turns his back. Of course he does. And an old guy comes in and takes the statue. And I think it's the father's assistant. That's who he looked like. But I only saw him quickly. So the guy gets away with the statue. So now we're in Hong Kong where Hito is opening his package. He has seen no evil. And his father writes, he's blind to his own deceptions. He exploits and deceives. He needs to learn to be truthful, to be respected. So we knew from the beginning that things weren't going to go well for this son, and they don't. Johnny calls to tell Jack what happened. Koji appeared dead of a cerebral hemorrhage, and the statue was taken. Meanwhile, Mickey's in Hong Kong, being ignored by Hito until Mickey brings up the statues. He denies knowing anything about statues and leaves, but Mickey follows him. Jack brings the papers he found to Misushi, which I thought he sent Johnny to do, but I could be just getting confused. Um, Misushi says that the paper is the story of the monkeys being brought from the underworld. It's marked with Tanaka's seal. Yes. His son Koji died last night. I was hoping you might be able to tell me why. Few have mastered the virtues of the idols. Those that fail are punished with death. Those that succeed are rejuvenated. Suggesting some form of immortality? It is said that all men live forever through their children. He says, few have mastered the power. Jack thinks it's about some sort of immortality, but Masushi says that people live forever through their children. So right now, none of this makes sense to me. Tanaka certainly is not immortal. He's at death's door. So I'm thinking that all the monkey has brought him was wealth and power. But why do his children have to prove their worth? Can't he just die and hope for the best? So what if all his children fail? Does he just die? And if so, then what's the point of the whole thing? I don't really get it yet. So in this scene, Tanaka tells his assistant that he's feeling much better. So, and I think they might have said this earlier. So does their deaths restore his life? So if that's the case, then as someone who's so concerned with honor, how is that honorable? You live only if you're kids fail and die and he sets them all up to fail i don't know it's not making sense yet to me i mean it's making sense i know what's happening but i don't understand the point behind it because this guy is he just going to keep living forever does he want to live forever is that the thing or is he just going to keep living forever as long as he kills his children because he's definitely setting them up to fail and what if they all failed then does he just die how does that work i don't know it just doesn't make sense if this is all about honor. So anyway, Mickey follows Hito to a warehouse where a customs agent has just arrived and is questioning the items he has in his unit. She finds Ivory and tells him that he's going to jail. And he starts to tell her that it's not what it looks like when the monkey, which he's carrying around in his briefcase, why, comes to life and the items change into non-illegal items right in front of her eyes. She apologizes and leaves, but Mickey has seen everything that happened. Everything changes back to Ivory after the agent leaves, and the monkey laughs, and Hito is transported to his father. He gets the same speech about abusing the power of the statue. And again, this part doesn't make sense either. 
I'm not saying they're good kids, they're not. But I don't really see how any of them can be abusing the power when they don't know ahead of time what's going to happen. Yes, Koji heard thoughts and he didn't have to use what he heard, but he wasn't in control of the hearing of thoughts. In Hito's case, he was already shipping illegal items, so he was already crooked before the monkey did anything. He had no idea the monkey would change the items. I mean, later we know he'll probably want to continue to use it, but at this point, he had no idea the monkey would change the items. So I'm not sure if he was supposed to confess anyway when it was clear the agent wasn't seeing illegal items anymore. I'm not sure how that was supposed to go. I understand the intent is there now. You know, when he talks to his father, he says that we could use this. Yes, but the intent wasn't there when the monkey first changed the items from ivory to just regular everyday ordinary things. I guess what I'm saying is, why does he get immediately transported to his father? Shouldn't his father wait to see what he's going to do with this information now that he knows how it works? That would be abusing the power of the monkey. I'm hoping this will all make sense later. I might just be making it too complicated. So obviously, Hito's not going to kill himself either, but he turns the sword on Tanaka. But the fire from the fire pit he hits Ito in the eyes and kills him. Meanwhile, back at the warehouse, the old man appears, knocks Mickey out, and takes the monkey. And Hito also reappears dead with his eyes burnt out. Okay, so Mickey calls Jack at the store to explain what she saw and how Hito died. Jack now thinks that someone's killing off the Tanaka family. He tells Mickey to come home, and he says he's going to see Tanaka himself. So we move over to Mishiko, who must have just heard about her second brother's death. She decides to open her package. I mean, both brothers already arrived home, went to work, and died, and she hasn't opened hers yet, which is weird. Her monkeys speak no evil. She has to learn to speak for herself because it takes great courage to run the Tanaka business. She has to speak only what she knows to be true and choose her words wisely. So now we're back with Tanaka, who's looking much healthier and younger. So earlier I was asking what would happen if all his children failed. Does he become young due to their deaths and then goes on about having more children? But does he keep having children until he finds an honorable one? I mean, we have to imagine that the Tanaka from the 1945 killing is, is this guy. So he must have had more children after he killed his daughter back then. But again, what's the point? Unless he just wants to live forever, I don't see much point to all of this. Does he keep having children to kill them when they fail him to stay young? What happens if one doesn't fail him? Does he get to live forever without having to kill anymore, or does he die? In case you haven't noticed, I'm watching this in pieces, as I usually do when I'm on my own, so I don't know the end yet. That's why I have so many questions. So his assistant gives him the information about who's been asking about the monkeys. He knows that he's an antique dealer, and he gives him the card. And I'm just now thinking about how Jack discovered that Lewis was looking for the monkeys. So I'm wondering if Tanaka will think that Jack has something to do with Uncle Lewis or is looking for them for the same reasons as Uncle Lewis, if he even knew Uncle Lewis was looking for him. So Jack goes to see Musashi again for help. Now, I thought he told Mickey he was going to see Tanaka, but again, too many names in this episode and I'm getting confused. Musashi tells Jack that he's forbidden to help him. He tells Jack that Tanaka stole the statues from a temple in Burma. The family became powerful and wealthy, but then suffered many accidents that took out the whole next generation. So now I'm thinking he uses the monkeys to build a new generation. But that's what I was thinking as soon as he said that. But that's not really it either. And he says after the deaths, and this has happened over and over again for 600 years, the family is revitalized, but the head of the family... Tanaka is the same person. So maybe the first deaths were just accidents and they weren't him killing his children. 
That would make this make sense because otherwise it still doesn't make sense to me. He has children, he kills them. He lives forever. He has children, he kills them. He lives forever. So maybe the first bunch of accidents were really accidents or happened as payback because he stole the statue, some kind of curse or something on his family. And then in order to keep his family alive, going and alive through the years, he had to kill his children, which again, I'm trying to make sense of something that doesn't make sense. If he has to kill his children to live forever, to keep his family going, then what's the whole deal about honor? Why do they have to be honorable or not honorable? And again, what happens if one of them is honorable? I'm thinking too much about this. Okay. So this has happened over 600 years and the family gets revitalized and the head of the family, Tanaka, is the same person. He must sacrifice his family in order to continue to live. So Masashi was a samurai who was supposed to kill Tanaka and return the monkey, but he fell in love with Tanaka's daughter. When Tanaka killed her, Masashi tried to kill himself, as we saw earlier, but he didn't die. And now he has to live with the shame of not being able to kill Tanaka and not being successful in killing himself. So Masashi is ready to give up and leave it up to the gods, but Jack tries to convince him that letting him live might have been the gods' plan so he could save people later. Jack leaves and heads for the daughter's office building. While he's waiting, Mashiko is talking to an employee who's giving her a sob story about missing so much work lately, but the monkey comes to life and tells her that the employee has a mistress and that's why he's missing so much work. She decides not to reveal what she knows and gives him a second chance. Because she didn't use what the monkey told her, she gets transported to her father. So I have to imagine this is for a good reason, because she didn't use what the monkey told her. So Jack and her secretary run into the office when they hear a scream to find her gone. But Jack is able to grab the monkey when the secretary leaves the office. So the daughter arrives at her father's who tells her he's proud of her. She has proven herself to have honor. He can now go on knowing his empire is safe in her hands. He gives her the sword and tells her that she has to kill him and promise to kill her own children when... And he says when, not if, they dishonor her. He tells her that he cannot rest in peace and move on to his next life unless she kills him and makes the promise about her children. So she's supposed to show her courage and kill him. She refuses and kills herself instead. I expected her to refuse. I did not expect her to kill herself. So now we're back with Misashi pulling out his old samurai sword. And then we move to the store where Jack is putting the monkey in the vault. And he finds the door open upstairs, which isn't really that out of the ordinary. Everybody seems to leave doors open on the show. And he finds Tanaka's assistant there looking for the idol. He knocks Jack out and takes him. Mickey and Johnny find a note telling them that Tanaka will trade Jack for the statue. Mickey and Johnny figure that they'll use the idol to somehow get transported to where they're holding Jack, but Musashi shows up, also looking for Jack. They tell him that he's been kidnapped. The idol wakes up and transports the three of them to Tanaka. It was nice of the idol to wait for Musashi to show up before transporting them. Tanaka threatens to kill Jack if they don't give him the idol. Jack tells them that Tanaka has no evil power without all three monkeys, but Tanaka insists that they are not evil. He says they're the harmonious balance of all things. So Masashi blocks Tanaka's sword with his own and Mickey knocks out the assistant. Tanaka does not recognize Masashi, but Masashi reminds him of who he is. As Tanaka is ready to stab Masashi, Masashi drops his sword and Tanaka stabs him. And there is no honor in stabbing an unarmed man. Even though Masashi did it on purpose to trick Tanaka into stabbing him, Tanaka's honor was gone. In the mind of Tanaka, because his honor stuff is like out of hand. The monkeys laugh and the gongs chain. 
Jack grabs the other two monkeys and they're transported back to the store. And we can assume that Tanaka is dead because when the gongs went off, he was screaming. So obviously he was being killed. So the monkeys get stored in the vault. Jack wonders why he kept killing his family, him and me both. But Mickey says that he just couldn't win. Johnny is going to go back to Masashi's school and pick up the tea set, which is what they were originally looking for. And that's it. I really did like the story. I wish the antique made more sense. If he needed to use it to keep the wealth he accumulated, that wasn't explained. If he used it to live forever, then that didn't make sense because he wanted his daughter to kill him. If he was just trying to find an honorable child and found one, why would he have to kill her children? If he lived, what would have happened after his daughter died? Would he have to have more children and then hope one of them was honorable? It was like the monkeys make you kill your children so you could stay alive and replenish your family, but you have to keep killing your family to replenish it. And then there was that whole Klingon, like, over-the-top notion of honor, which, anyway, I did like the actual story, the history and everything. It was a good one. So we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. See you later. Bye. This is Doug reminding you to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash 13th Warehouse, on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse, and on Instagram at Eureka underscore Warehouse. You can listen to The 13th Warehouse on our website, the13thwarehouse.com, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Theme music for The 13th Warehouse, Friday the 13th, the series edition, Suspense Night, provided by Anton Kornienko, Pixabay user 147-98912, free for personal or commercial use. See you next time at The Warehouse.